Welcome to Young and Finch, the podcast created by Korean millennials. And this one is for the boys. Alright, this week is a little bit more relaxed and more casual. Hopefully it's fun. I feel like we've been neglecting a lot of the, the male audience that we have, so... We just want to, you know, focus on the, yeah, we'll do it one time for the voice. Focus on the male audience for this one. I hope you guys can relate to some of the things that we talk about. And even if you're a female and still listening to this, maybe, you know, you can still take something away from it. Yeah, for sure. I think majority of our audience is actually female. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, again, we love that and we love that you guys are interested, but um, yeah, we thought we'd discuss things that might be more relatable with the homies with the bros yeah so how do you define what a man is and has it changed over the years wow what do you guys think Hmm. like what is the definition of a man i think what's interesting is like i think maybe we should be looking at it as like what does it mean to be a korean man okay being a Korean man has a, definitely like a unique perspective in that Korea, um, I think generally is, is a is a pretty male favored country. So growing up as a man in Korea, I think there you see things a little differently. What um, do you mean by that? Well, I mean like the roles of of uh, Korea is still pretty traditional. So there's still some of those traditional gender norms um, and roles and conventions as well as in terms of professional uh, roles and entertainment, the the idea of the man is still, um, you know, I think looked up upon. But aside from that, I think being a, a Korean man... I think man, that concept could be applied to Western countries too. Of course, of course. I would, I would almost say that Korea's values and culture stem from the Korean War and is influenced by the American society. Yeah. I think I touched up upon this on previous podcasts, but um, I agree to what Josh said, right? It's, I guess, I want to say preferable to be a man nowadays, but I guess back in, you know, the early 19th, the 20th century, um, you know, post-war when we're going in like the whole revolution of industrial revolution, I would, like, there are more labor-intensive jobs that kind of cater towards you know men being you know more preferable yeah i don't i don't i don't want to say preferable because such a demeaning word to yeah you know the other party but you know you know what i'm trying to say right yeah 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 so with yeah with that in mind like i guess yeah like what does being a cream man mean to you guys living in a western society right what does that entail um i think and I talked again, I talked about this in previous podcasts, but it has changed a lot over the past few years. Definitely. Especially what it means to be like a Korean young adult, right? Yeah. Um, you know, with all the uprising of K pop, K dramas and just K entertainment. Um, you know, a buddy of mine just mentioned that BTS won a Grammy for one of their songs, right? Mm-hmm. So all these perceptions of Korean men um, are kind of 
indirectly, I guess directly, um, you know, put on to us. Like we gotta be like Korean men. Yeah, like Korean men are known to take care of themselves, right? Whether it be exercising regularly, um, you know, dry or wearing nice clothes, successful um, in their jobs, successful in their jobs, hardworking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that I think has a negative connotations at the same time because not everyone's like that mm. it builds up an expectation for, right but for me as a korean man in the western society um you know i look at it in, in like a glass half full perspective where these um, connotations are um, ex- uh, these expected connotations are good for koreans because it gives them a positive image to the public mm-hmm so what mm. I try to do is, you know, fit that standard of norms and kind of, yeah. um, kind of make that an like make that an influence for me to, um, kind of follow and be the best that I could be. So, and also respecting where I came from, like saying that I'm Korean, um, yeah, just stuff like that. Yeah. I agree. I think you could definitely use it as motivation. Yeah. I think that's a good way to put it. Um, For me, uh, it's a very different topic because I think for us at our age right now, we're more focused on just ourselves. You know, we want, we do everything purely based on selfish reasons as of now. But later on, when you get married and have kids, you have a different set of responsibilities. Uh, you know, you got to take care of your family. You got to take care of your, you know, kids. So I feel like with that in mind, we don't really know 100% of what it feels like to be a man. But but you're a man. You're not calling me a man? <laughs> so We're a man, but the responsibility that comes with being a man is different. But But we're men right now. What responsibility? What responsibilities do we have? Because we do have responsibilities but as men. I think for me personally, being a man is being able to take care of your loved ones. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. And right now, since we are only taking care of only ourselves, purely out of our own selfish reasons, like we want to make more money, we want to advance in our jobs and things like that. Um, but I guess you could use you know, that as motivation to, to have a better future right. and things like that. But so then how does like, how does being a Korean man affect that or change that? Or, you know, like, does that even matter? The thing is like, I don't, I don't know what the difference of being Korean man and like a Western man is like the one thing that I like about living in Canada mm. is that we have so much freedom to do anything and pursue anything we want. Yeah. Yeah, like, and I feel like if, we have freedom like we're in Itaewon. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, like, let's say if you were in, um, like, in Korea, like, the norm is to get a job, and I feel like you're just kind of stuck in this, in this, in this, you know, like, a hamster wheel kind of thing. But here, you have so much freedom to pursue what you want without the, you know, the society's expectation and, and things like that. But doesn't that still carry over as a Korean person? 
like your family, your friends, the societal values that we have from our Korean community carries out like that carries through and we still have that expe- expectation to but create the pressure is not as much yeah the pressure is not as much because i don't know we live in a, such a diversified country yeah it's like it's like no one no one really cares if you're you know making twenty thousand dollars here or thirty thousand dollars there but if you're in korea making twenty thousand dollars like you might be viewed as less because their moral is is completely different over there because hmm. how just, does because like being the, korean yeah in a western society define hmm. who you are or does that not matter to you i don't think it matters much for sure. me because i think whether if you're korean or if you grew up in a western culture or if you're italian chinese at the end of the day I think our core fundamentals are all the same. Like we want to take care of our family. We want to have a loving household um, and things like that. So yeah, I don't know. I don't really see much difference in terms of those kind of aspects. That's fair. Yeah. How about you, Josh? Um, I think as a Korean man in a Western society, we're dealing with not only the pressures that we get from our Korean upbringing and communities and society, not only are we pressured by those values, but we're also trying to combat and keep up with the Western society. I think East Asian men, and uh, you know, I'm not trying to victimize ourselves, but you know, factually speaking, East Asian men, you know, there are still a lot of stigma and negative connotations to that. And we're still looked down upon by a lot of people of different backgrounds, right? But I think that that's another obstacle that we have to climb as we're growing up in Canada, even um, as a Korean, as a Korean person, right? And I think as a man, like Brian mentioned, we have responsibilities. There are things that we have to carry uh, for our family, for friends, um, just as a, a sole provider sometimes, um, as a joint provider with family. Um, but I think that as a Korean man, it's important to figure out a way to navigate through the landscape, you know, like mentally and how to, and like socially even, right? How to navigate through the complications and the nuances between the Korean aspects of our lives as well as the Western aspects, right? And I think that comes from like different parts, like maybe with your friendships, you're kind of dealing with both Korean and non-Korean people. But professionally, you're most likely dealing with like a, a nice mix of people because, you know, Canada does have a lot of diversity. And I think that yeah. that's, that's a lot of uh, different pressures and a lot of different um, things to overcome. Yeah. yeah. And I would also argue that it's gotten a lot better over For the sure. past few years because 100%. everything's being, everything is being globalized, right? Yeah. And everything's being diversified. You see like a lot of mixed races now. Yeah, 100%. So I feel like as years go on, it will be a lot more easier for, you know, someone to, someone that's not like per se Canadian to come to Canada and adjust because like you guys said, of the diversity and whatnot. Yeah. So I think it's it's right now, it's especially important to uphold the, know korean values and cultures Mm -hmm. as a korean living in you know the western you know north america and whatnot so 
Yeah. Yeah. Like when I was young, right? And I, I don't know about you guys, but I was kind of embarrassed to show, like, for instance, my lunches would be different from all the other kids, right? And it smells like kimchi. Yeah. And they'd <laughs> yeah. be like, oh, yo, what, what is that? And then you have to explain. Yo, is someone fart? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you're kind of embarrassed. And like, it's because they're not accustomed to seeing what you, like, what Korean food is, right? Mm-hmm. Or like talking to Korean, to your parents in like a white surrounding white people surrounding right um it's like they're gonna look at you funny because it's not english yeah but you know again i think now um i don't really care i think it's being korean is an asset Mm -hmm. yeah and you know what i said in the beginning of how k-pop and k-entertainment kind of popped off it's kind of cool to see now where it's like oh are you korean and then they just base it based off of what you what language you were speaking or like the yeah. type of hair you have mm-hmm. and yeah i think we come a i long think way. in in yeah asians in general are becoming more um like in a way powerful all across the world um i think the world used to be dominated by usually like you know western people like white people but nowadays we have all these big companies like alibaba you know samsung and all these like asian brands that are that are being recognized and and respected so and especially with social media and and the internet like i think more people are being aware of this like asian uprising um so i think definitely like i think it's definitely like a better place to you know just kind of keep your head up and be proud that 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 you're asian yeah yeah i agree yeah. I mean, on the note of Korean dramas and Korean media kind of highlighting Korean men, you know, I, I would say it's safe to say, you know, K-pop and Korean dramas harbors a certain ideal in terms of uh, what the ideal attractive man, Korean man is. Right. And, you know, and there are these kinds of traits that Korean dramas and K-pop like portray. it, it, it portrays. Yeah. Yeah. Contrastly, there's the Western values of attraction and what makes a man a man and what makes a man masculine and what makes a man Mm. desirable. And I think that there's a lot of things that conflict. There's a lot of things that aren't, that don't kind of see eye to eye in terms of the Korean ideals and Western ideals. Yeah. So with that, you know, what, what do you guys, like, how do you guys feel about these uh, portrayals of men's attraction whether it's from the korean media or from the western media and you know like how does that affect how you see yourself or other guys around you right okay so for korean media like feel free to like join in if you guys have anything to say but hey no sorry like korean (laughs) you're wrong (laughs) korean people are like the ideal korean men is they have to be tall yeah they have to be skinny yeah Uh, i wouldn't say skinny i would say slim like slim Yeah. yeah slim Slim thick. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? They have to have pale skin. Pale skin. Yeah, pale skin. They have to have good proportions. Good proportions. Dress well. Dress well. Dress well. Good job. Financially stable. Yeah, financially is, a, I think, a good one. That's really romanticized. Um, whereas, okay, Western culture, they prefer bigger guys muscular definitely like muscular, yeah, guys. muscular uh, beards tattoos um 
more charismatic, like outspoken. Yeah, like louder. Social. I think if you see if you look if you watch those YouTube videos where non-Korean girls um tell the difference between like Western masculinity and Korean masculinity. Um, they a lot of them say that Korean people are or, sorry, not Korean people. Korean guys are a lot more um caring and they're more mm. sensitive. Yeah, yeah. And that I, attributes. I, that. I think that attributes to masculine. It's like the the way we see sensitivity is is different from like how the Western um, mm. society thinks, right? Yeah. Like like for instance, uh, opening the door, um, you know, setting up the plates and fork and like spoon and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, I do those things. Right? Is that just like just kinda, basic? <laughs> basic. Yeah, no, no, but there's a lot of people that don't do that. Right. Yeah. That could just be a Korean. Like especially uh, in the Western society. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't think I mean doors maybe, but like the plates and cutlery and yeah. like pouring water for them when they're running low. It's like the like very little things that Korean yeah. um people pay attention to. It's like a I cultural think. difference. Yeah. So yeah, like there there like there is a strong discrepancy, I think, or difference in terms of like how Koreans see masculinity yeah. and attractiveness like have you guys felt less masculine or less attractive as a male um in canada as a korean um not so much these days i kind of cater to cater my uh not personality but how i treat other people especially girls mm-hmm. in more of a korean fashion yeah right um and and again in terms of like my fashion and my type of ideal type of body is more towards the korean aspect mm-hmm. um i think brian and i had this conversation where he thinks i'm too skinny but <laughs> i always say like that's what korean girls want right and you know i'm okay with that yeah but i think when i was younger especially like playing hockey i was like kind of skinny or any anything sports related i would get pushed or like get injured um, I had a kind of a trouble then because I wasn't very athletic per yeah. se. I, I was athletic. I was just I didn't have the right genes. Because smaller like, stature too. Yeah, like thin bone. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, nowadays I think it's almost a plus because I could show people like things they can't do. Like I could cuff cuff my ankles with one hand, which is a pretty <laughs> cool skill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn, really? You're skinny that's as hell. So, that's so sexy. Holy shit. I don't know. Like some people, you know, like I got compliments on my ankles a lot and I yeah. show them like this trick and they're like, oh, like, yeah, bitch. Yeah, I think that's, that's, <laughs> a, that's like another, that's another thing. It's like, yeah, definitely the standard, the beauty standard is, is, is different. Yeah. 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 Um, wait, what was the question again? Just masculinity. Well, like, like is, yeah, like do you feel like, true. have you ever felt like maybe like, have you ever questioned or maybe was a little more insecure about how you feel as a uh, korean man or as a man in general just based on these differences in in beauty standards i think this is very hard because because we all live in canada yeah and uh, canada and they're i feel like asians are not as viewed attracted attractively to western girls yeah yeah i agree and because of that like you can kind of that can kind of make you feel insecure i mean that's what i did in the beginning but 
but now I, I realize that there is a difference in terms of like what their preference is and what what our preference is it so i can kind of understand why mm-hmm. but if you yeah if you certainly meet a western girls i feel like you're already starting at a disadvantage because their perception of asian men are already so different from from what they have for western guys like in what, right. what sense we just talked about it like they want like bigger guys like more muscular like bigger more, guys. more manly like the what the western ideals of yeah of masculinity yeah. yeah nice but i mean i've dated like western girls so i mean that that that, that proved my point wrong it's like you're starting at a disadvantage but you know it's how you just kind of maneuver through that and you know like present yourself is actually what matters yeah yeah but i think like that that is a handicap for us at least for now right it it sets us back like you said yeah exactly um it's not that we're not masculine we're just you know the standards of masculinity um and what it means to be a man in korea is just a little different um i think western media does portray and still does you know portray east asian men as being smaller timid not confident um and traits that aren't masculine right we're the we're the you know accountants or something in a show or we're the doctors or something right it's like we're never and again i with andrew's point that's changing you know asian korean people are playing more dominant roles more masculine quote-unquote roles right not that we agree to these um these ideals that are presented by media but i think to brian's point like we're at a disadvantage when it comes to how other people have seen east asian men right mm-hmm. like and this is 100 percent true because when i'm at work yeah and i have like you know western patients like the first impression i get like from them is like they think that i can't speak english i'm like a <laughs> that's so ignorant yeah and then once i like you know speak up and just have like a normal conversation that's when they just kind of you know, put their guard down and just have like a normal conversation. But I feel like most, most, a lot of them, I want to say most, a lot of them think that we're, you know, just Asia, like fresh up, like, like fob. And yeah. We can't really speak English and things like that. So I, I think that just goes to my point um, that we as Korean men in a Western society have to go through these hurdles. We have to, it's like we have to prove ourselves. I think these kinds of things are, are really embedded into the interactions that we don't think about it anymore and maybe we're used to it but it's like we have to prove that like you said we're we're gonna english we're accustomed to western society we're competent you know these things i think are hurdles that we have to go through not as korean men but as korean people right um yeah and i think similar to when it comes to meeting women that are from other backgrounds we have to it might not even be true but we feel like we have to validate ourselves as men or that we meet a certain criteria of masculinity i feel like which i think is Mm. has been ingrained in us by society right Mm. and that makes it hard that makes it hard it's like then i can't just freely go it makes me feel like i am limited to who i can interact with and what Mm. you know kind of relationships i'm able to embark on and i think that's something that we are breaking through and are making progress as korean men in society right yeah, and we need to yeah. be yeah but i like it it's fun it's fun when 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 those and you know those people have these 
um, like prejudice and like these expectations of you. Yeah. And then you just completely like break that. For sure. And in, in like another capacity, I think there's a lot of Western women and people that don't have that idea or that perspective. Right. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's more so like we're we have that perspective upon ourselves. You know, like I've met so many well, it's like so many white white women black women you know indian women whatever right but like they don't view like they're like yeah asian men are sexy yeah. um, and i'm like I, that always kind of catches me off guard which is a shame but yeah. i'm always kind of like 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 why like what makes them sexy and they're like you know like they're just hot and i'm like it just never it's yeah. it's so fucked up that that never came across na- like naturally that like women yeah. of different backgrounds can think asian men are just hot just because you know what i mean it's just hard because there is that population of people that think that we're hot and then there's also that other population that think that we're like inferior yeah but we're not korean are sexy we're not our greatest enemy is our minds bars but i'm not a rapper i'm down you know growing up as a korean boy slash men in Man North boy. America, yeah. What are some of the? That's a, li- a little lighter topic, but what are some of like sports or games that you guys play together with other Korean homies? Um, anything made so by Nexon. <laughs> Crazy arcade. Facts. Crazy arcade was huge. Crazy arcade was big times. Yeah. Maple Story was friggin' huge. Counter Strike. Okay, for, for me, it was Starcraft, Diablo. <laughs> Crazy Arcade. Crazy Arcade. Maple Story. Mm-hmm. League. League was probably the biggest yeah. one, I think, for our generation at least. Yeah. And then really, I would say Maple Story, League, and Sudden Attack. I don't know. League was kind of like world changing. Yeah, League was for everyone, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't just for Koreans, right? It was for literally everyone. Yeah. But like I'm saying like Korean games specific specific specifically oh like like get, get korean produced games yeah. Yeah, yeah or like people or korean people what korean people play yeah yeah will be maple Story. starcraft Southern was huge I know. starcraft i never yeah. played it but i know korean people loved it diablo a lot of people play yeah. um sudden attack yeah and then league obviously it's funny how korean guys always bonded like friendships were always formed kind of from from games you know you met someone yeah. in a game room or like through games and then you just yeah. kind of link up and games or homies. sports like, i would say sports is one too sports is huge too yeah like a lot of korean guys play soccer um yeah basketball baseball basketball basketball is huge i don't know like korean guys love basketball man basketball you just you just guess you're not a baller bro ball is life baller fam sorry yeah, ball is life <laughs> guess Easy i'm not a baller <laughs> sorry you were into skating though josh right so that's that's very yeah different. i was into the white boy sports i was i skated i snowboarded that's cool too i wish yeah. i got i learned how to skateboard i'll teach you how to kickflip you know how to do it <laughs> i have this funny story playing maple story yeah. um yeah so pretty much like i play maple story to flex on other people <laughs> not by levels but by my items <laughs> so i used to hustle when i was a kid <laughs> And like, kind of go scam people. <laughs> scam these poor <laughs> fucking seven-year-olds, so bro. Oh, nah. So to ex- explain it, right? Like, like let's say I was buying an item for, like, let's say the market value of an item is ten million mesos. 
Which is like the in-game currency or yeah. whatever. Which, yeah, which is the in-game currency. Yeah. So what I would do is go out and buy it for like, I don't know, something, something, some number that's ridiculous. So like 22 million, right? But what I would do is put 21999999, right? Okay. And then I would purposely fill up my inventory so that what if, you know, the potential case where they do end up trading, I would, yeah. it would get voided because I don't have any space in my inventory. Okay. So what I would do is I would, if someone's selling something at a market value and I would obviously buy it at an overpriced, I would show them money and then trade and cancel right away. So I'm like trying to fish them right <laughs> into accepting it, and I would do that about two or three times, and then on the third or fourth time, I would, you know, drink a potion to free up my inventory. Yeah, and then put one less digit. Oh, <laughs> so I'd be two point two million, right? And then I would buy it like an eighty percent discount, <laughs> and then my mule would do that, right? So I have a secondary character, and I would just scam everyone oh, doing that. Man. Oh and, my and god! And the kids that I was scamming were like. You know, they weren't they weren't very smart, so I would do that. I mean, and of course, they're the fucking ten year olds, bro. <laughs> fucking snake. Yeah, but the funny thing is, I would like scam like a five hundred million, which was a lot back Holy then. Holy shit! I didn't five hundred mil for and I'll buy it for like thirty, like I'll buy it for like seventy mil. So like, you could you could kind of see how I would make money off of it, and then later on when I got to like high school, I would I sold that account for real money to a friend yeah so. it was crazy how many people would yeah. actually pay like good money for these accounts yeah like maple story even like league accounts i remember people would like would pay to boost accounts and shit like that like carry me to plat and oh I'll, yeah like i'll pay me like 100 bucks or some shit yeah 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 and like sometimes i wonder if i like you see all these gaming channels nowadays on youtube it's like if i had the courage to show my face or show myself yeah and play games and like show what i not the scamming part, I guess, but like just how I play and shit. Maybe like I could have made it, but as like a streamer, opportunity loss. Yeah. Opportunity hey man, loss. it's never too late now. Download, nah, too download Maple Story. Start streaming. Download Maple Story too. Streaming is a big thing, right? The next big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Scamming was like it was very unethical, but man, so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's such like a fucking you thing to do. Holy. <laughs> yeah. It's fun times though yeah games and then like um i felt like more like in in uni and stuff like drinking was a huge way to bond with 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 some homies right it was always drinking yeah. and clubbing that's where you met all your new friends and yeah. and all that shit korean guys love like love drinking man yeah they get they love to get rowdy yeah but soldier and some so now that we're old sorry no nah, but even still i think that's the thing even that's like that's what you'll see like when you go to those korean bars and stuff like you'll still see guys that are in their low like early 20s and then you'll see a couple guys in like their late 20s you'll see a couple guys in their 30s it's like it just doesn't quit man yeah so let me let me ask you guys this then mm -hmm. how do you think you should be acting once you're like a, i guess like a man or whatever like do you have to be like serious all the time or like what's the ideal like way that you should be behaving like what's what's accepted as as the norm and what's not accepted hmm. i don't know about anything about being accepted or not uh -huh. but yeah. i think to be a man 
um, not even just being a Korean man or like a white man, black man, whatever. But to be a man, I think you need to be able to lead, um, able to be supportive and caring. Mm. That's it. <laughs> no, I, I think I would agree. It's similar. <laughs> to be a man means to be... You, personally, I don't adhere too much to the stereotypical gender norms. Like, I don't think a man has to be more outspoken or you have to have, like, the huff and the gruff to be considered a man. I think mm. being a man, you need to be true to your own principles whatever that means you know i think being respectful is super important as a man things like that i think having a having a good sense of self is important in as a man you know what i mean and that stems into confidence and leadership that might be or being a good listener right i think those things kind of carry over but true yeah what about you i think um doesn't matter how you act you can act immature you could act mature you could act serious or you could be like a like a class clown but as long as you get you know the important tasks completed like that's fine and it's fine for me in my opinion you know so if you complete your task you're a mas- masculine man so if you do the dishes you're a masculine man <laughs> no like if you're providing like for your family or you know, like those big tasks in life. So, like a don't. Sure. No, like so you. So you're saying to be a man, you should be providing. I mean, that's just one aspect. I'm just yeah. saying there's like, no these, there's uh, no sorry, I don't right. Understand, like the tasks, huh? I'm I'm a little confused at what do you mean by like the tasks. Okay, like let's say yeah, like providing for your family. Um, like being supportive for your family when they need you, like being that 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 pillar for your family, you know, being the being yeah. a leader. Like let's say, uh, like you have like you have to go to like the dealership, like getting that shit figured out, or um, like let's say you have to go talk to the insurance company, like getting that like those life real life shit that you have to like do. As long as you do mm-hmm. those you're a man like you're a man like it doesn't matter how you act it doesn't matter if you're acting like goofy and 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 joking around in front of your family and friends but as long as you get the important stuff done about life then i don't see why um you know that would be a problem interesting but i i mean i think women could do all those tasks too right 100 percent. but that doesn't make them masculine yeah but i mean if, if i'm just saying as yeah. long as you're you know you do your response you're responsible and you're res- and you take care of your responsibilities like oh yeah obviously girls can do all those things but let's say if you don't do if you don't do all those things that i mentioned and you're like goofy and joking around then then who's gonna be want to be with you but yeah. if you do those things and you're goofy you're saying at least you're being responsible yeah at least you're getting the big stuff out of the day yeah i mean those goofy things that's that's just your personality like that's just who you are you know you can't change that you should be real and authentic right for sure yeah i I mean i think this whole question about what it means to be a man is very you know like vague subjective so i mean i laid some points 
what I thought was to be a man, but I have a question. So oh, I have a question too, but you go oh, first. You go oh, first. I have a question too. Oh, oh, okay. oh, okay. oh no, okay. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. I'll ask it. Okay. Yeah. So as a Korean man, ah, up in Canada, right? Yeah. yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. As a Korean man, what? As a in Korean Canada. man, growing up in Canada mm-hmm. or North America, yeah, whatever Western parts you are in, yeah. How did it affect you? Maybe not so much now, but when you were younger, how did it affect you meeting girls? Like, you know Wait, how you have those like, we, elementary... Can I ask a question about friends before we cut into girls? <laughs> okay. Keep, keep that question. Keep that question. But um, sorry, just because I want to... I think the, the flow is going to be a little choppy if I go back to friends after we switch to girls. Oh, no. Just, just hold that, okay? Sorry. So uh, a question I have. It's my turn. <laughs> all right go go no but um you know like once you kind of hit your 20s you kind of have your friends set up you know who you're friends with and your homies and stuff like that but i guess one thing that i think is important and we've mentioned this previously so many times in different episodes is having a good support system right and that means having a good group of friends around you friends that want the best for you and and are going to be honest and transparent with you, right? And I think, uh, you know, personally, I think you guys are those friends for me. You know, you guys are some of my closest friends. Aww. But it's always important to rule out the bad homies. Like Andrew and I, you know, we've had some mutual friends that we've cut out, right? And so my question is, if, you know, if some of the listeners are dealing with big groups of Korean friends, which which is probable, Korean guys like to hang out in clans for some reason, but... Yeah um you know maybe there's some bad homies maybe there's some some people that you don't really need in your life right and yeah it's important to trim the fat sometimes what would you like what's your guys's perspectives on that like what would you what would you say balancing relationships like that mm-hmm. so i think in university especially or not even university everything before you graduate right high school or university uh, university okay right you always want to be a part of something, right? That's true. A part of group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's very hard to let go of toxic people. And I was in the same boat too. Uh, people that aren't best for you, um, but are in the same group as you and you are having fun. But in the back of their head, it's like, you know that something's wrong. And something's like not natural. Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, man, in university, it's got, it's got to be tough to like let go of those people. So hard. Yeah. Because you again, you want to fit in and belong. And these are the guys that but, you're you're playing games with, you're playing sports with, yeah, you're drinking exactly. with, you're clubbing with. They're, these are your social groups, right? And I think to anyone that's listening, um, there is a point where you know you're kind of you know when to stop it and you know when to let go, mm, yeah. and you realize it and kind of learn from those mistakes. Yeah. So I I would say. You know, if you are in university and you have, you know, these types of people in your life, you know, just kind of roll with it because I know it's hard and like any experience that you go through, you got to learn something off of it. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is don't force anything, right? Um, mm. Just let it come to you. Like things will work out eventually. Yeah. As time goes, you'll, you know, if you cut out someone or they cut you out, you got to learn from it and you're going to realize it's for the best right yeah. yeah um and just kind of you know 
you know, be natural, right? Just don't lie to yourself and you'll find the right group of people as you go on with your lives. Hmm. Brian, what about you? Uh, No, I agree with Andrew. Um, I think when you're in university, at the same time, you don't really realize what those people are impacting you and how they're impacting you. Uh, But as you get older and you start working and your perspective just kind of opens up, Mm-hmm. You realize that those people are not aligned with your, you know, goals and your vision and how you want to like carry out in the world. Mm. Um, so I guess you just kind of outgrew that person in a way. And you know, there's been instances where you know some of my previous friends outgrew me, and then yeah. and then they talk, they they stopped talking to me, and I can see why. Like my before, my friend was super driven and motivated and do these things. And at the time, I was like, you know, just I just wanted to chill, play video games, and just relax. So I can see why that friend would want to move on and move on to better things. Um, so I, I want to ask you guys, like, how do you set that like foundation? Like, what what is accepted, and and like, how do you know if that person is good for you? And you know, because. Everyone yeah. has flaws and everyone has imperfections and there's going to be things that you For don't sure. like about like any person that you meet, like no one's perfect. Yeah. So it's like, what is okay and what is not okay? Right. I think, I mean, if Josh, you have anything to say, I'll let yeah. you go first. Um, I think like, yeah, it's, it's hard because you're not in a friendship, like friendships aren't there so that you can benefit from it. Right. Mm. Like in, like fundamentally friends are people that you connect with and that you enjoy spending time with and value right and so some people might argue it shouldn't matter what you get out of that friendship i think like you can have different goals you can have different perspectives but people that aren't people that are bringing you down people that are detrimental for your self-development and yourself your mental health your your self-worth i think those are the people that you sometimes you need to cut right and mm. i think there there are like key red flags that you can see in your friends and how they treat other people which will be good indicators as to whether or not they're good people for you like i think one of the things that i recognized early on in some of my my other friends that you know were no longer tight is you know, there was a lot of gossiping, right? And I think generally Korean guys, Korean people have a tendency tendency to gossip yeah. and uh, talk shit and stuff like that. And as guys, we're always shooting shit. We're always talking shit. That's, that's unavoidable. Yeah. But I think when you see your friend talking shit about your mutual friend when he's not there, like stuff like that, I think mm. are pretty big red flags. It's like, yeah. well, I thought we were homies, but now you're, now you're dissing him behind his back to me. Yeah. I don't want to do that. And to me, that shows bad character, right? Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. And I also think trust is a big factor. Yeah, for sure. If you lose trust, I had cases where I had like close with, you know, a couple of past friends. And then once they broke my found, like trust foundation, it's like, I can't, you know, ever look at them at the same way. Yeah. And this isn't like something like, oh, like they broke a you know we're supposed to meet on saturday and they you know they flopped it's more like you know the real like deep shit yeah yeah like when they're not there for you when you need them kind of thing or it's like just not being respectful 
Yeah, or not being respectful or doing something behind your back or yeah. not, like clearly communicating what their intentions were and then yeah. act upon in a different way. And it's then, like scheming. Like, it's yeah, it's like you're so expecting childish. something and then they kind of do something else. Yeah. Right. I think trust, if if, if that's broken, I think any enti- any type of relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Not just friendship. Yeah. Is really detrimental. Yeah. yeah. Just to add to that, you know, once you hit your mid twenties and stuff like that, like like your 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 values change, right? Your perspectives yeah. change, what you value changes. And sometimes you still have those homies that are still trying to club three times a weekend. And it's like they might be great people, but naturally if your values are to work on yourself, work on your family, work on providing, then your common interests start to separate and instances like that are kind of like yeah. natural separation. You guys are just at different stages in your life. Yeah. And what I hear often is when you get married, you just kind of disconnect with people, your friends that are still single because you just have different things to focus on. So I think nobody get married like that. Huh? So none of us are getting married. Okay. Nah, bro. So we're getting married at the same time. What's Ooh, good? Yes, sir. Triple wedding. I'm down. I'm down. Yeah, and I think to kind of wrap up what Brian's questions was, right? What Brian's question was in terms of, you know, what we think, why we look in for bad friends per se. I mean, I think you'll know naturally. Right. What a fucking wishwashy <laughs> answer. I think you'll know and true. you do you and I'll do me. And if you're happy, I'm happy. I mean, the clear signs that we pointed to pre- like until now, I think you'll you'll know, right? Naturally. Yeah. I think, no, it's true, I th- you, I think for me, you'll know. it's like I would not burn that bridge unless that person is totally toxic. Um. I would do, I would have like different levels of friendship. Yeah. Like there's like a tier one, tier two, tier three. You know what I mean? Am I tier three? You guys are all tier one, bro. Tier one, bro. Oh, I mean, it's our tier Tier one. one. You guys are all tier tier one. one. Um, (laughs) So then I would rather invest more of my time in tier one. No, for sure. I still keep in touch with tier two, but for sure. How how are you guys doing? You know, just kind of more superficial. And then there's a tier three, which is even more superficial. Yeah. But, you know, no, I agree. I'll need on my number one homies, bro. Yeah. No, I, I agree. It's like, I guess when, when I said uh, cuts, like trim some of the fat, I don't mean like being dramatic and being like, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. <laughs> like Andrew said, it can be natural. You just let it segue and do its thing. But being intentional about it is what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> Not, don't be dramatic. I mean, you no just, you just, drama you, just dram- you know, slowly um, just kind of drift apart, you know, start contacting yeah. less and, and, mm-hmm. and honestly, just like, do what it do, like, baby. If they, yeah, I would just start by doing that. Yeah. True. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but definitely friendship right, is next. hard because you have to definitely put in the time. <laughs> definitely got to put in the time and, and commitment. Just with just with any relationship, though. No, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Just I, with yeah, any relationship right, so. that you want to prosper. You know what I'm saying? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it. Oh, no. Let's get it. Well, that's it for season one, boys. That's 10 episodes. Man. How do you guys feel? Can we get a speech from each and one of us? Yeah. So I think, like Brian said, we're on our 10th <laughs> episode. Just to reflect upon what we did so far, I would say I got a bit more comfortable speaking into the mic. Yeah, I think so yeah. too. All of us. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a lot more natural now. Yeah. Uh, it's more fun, and I hope to keep it going. And just want to thank everyone 
for listening and staying yeah. in touch with us. For sure. I didn't yeah, think that yeah. we would get to this point so quickly. But uh yeah, shit. Yeah, it's it's definitely been a lot of fun and uh it's it's really crazy just being able to talk to people that are actually listening, getting feedback and uh we're really excited to yeah. to keep this going and to hear what yeah. more of you want to listen to and, and hear us talk about, you know. Dude, I never would have thought that we'd actually get messages saying that, oh, like, we loved your, like, I loved your podcast. Like, it's so yeah, funny and, and things like that. I, I never would have thought that people would actually, like, listen and especially the whole thing, yeah, at I least. Know. Thank you guys so much. All right, guys, you know what to do. Don't forget to hit that follow button. And uh, if you like what we talked about, smash that like. Yeah. Give us a DM. Follow us on Instagram at the Young and Finch. Follow us on Spotify. All the links will be down in the descriptions. Yeah, and let us know if you have any questions, concerns, or feedback. We appreciate it, all three. Or if you just want to say hi, we we respond to all of our DMs. Stay safe. Yes, sir. Have a great holiday, guys. Merry Christmas. And uh, also, Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. Yes. We'll see you guys in 2021. Let's get and it. This has been The Young and Finch. Signing off. Peace. See ya. Next topic. Yeah, so... So, as I, I think you should really value those. Really, <laughs> sorry. Right, right, right. right yeah. Yeah, so, so, friendships are very you know, important, you like, but, you know. <laughs> oh, no. Can I speak and ask my question, bro? All right. So, All right, sorry. So, go, go.